once again, and welcome to Be Boomer Unleashed, episode 107. I'm Jerry Lake, the Unleashed Baby Boomer, and I'll be your host for today's episode and all the episodes of Be Boomer Unleashed. Today's episode, Just Good News, journal entry number five, we'll get to in just a minute, but before we do, let me remind you, as always, where you can find our podcast. You can always find us at beboomerunleashed.podbean.com. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play at Be Boomer Unleashed, on iHeartRadio at B.BoomerUnleashed, on Facebook, Spotify, and Instagram. You can find our link at Be Boomer Unleashed, and you can find us on Twitter at Be Boomer Unleash One. And as always, we encourage you to drop us an email at BeBoomerUnleashed at gmail.com. Once again, that's BeBoomerUnleashed at gmail.com. With your comments, your criticisms, your questions, and suggestions for future episodes, And if you'd like to be a guest on the Be Boomer Unleashed podcast or you know someone who should be a guest, let us know. Let us know what you'd like to talk about or what they'd like to talk about, and we'll do our best to get them on the podcast. Well, today's episode, uh, Just Good News Journal Entry number 5, we have an interview with uh, Megan Brannon. And uh, Megan is going to tell us about an adventure that she and her husband and her family have been going through for several years now, and how this incident, which a lot of people would uh, consider to be just totally devastating and, you know, end-of-the-world type thing, well, Megan and her family have uh, taken this as a blessing from God, and I think you'll like to hear Megan's story as we interview her today. So without further ado... Let's go to that recorded interview with Megan now. Well, we have a special guest with us today on uh, uh, Be Boomer Unleashed. We have uh, Megan Brannon with us. She used to be Megan Caldwell, but she got married and (laughs) broke a lot of hearts when she did that. But she married a good guy (laughs) by the name of Tommy Tommy Brannon, and uh, Megan has... uh, a great story that she's going to tell us today in our good news segment here. So, Megan, welcome to the Bee Boomer Unleashed podcast. Well, hello. <laughs> it's good to have, good to have you with us, <laughs> Megan. I've known Megan since she was about knee high to a duck, and um, mm-hmm. she uh, she used to work for me, and she was a YouTube singing sensation at one time too. <laughs> of <course. laughs> and, uh, uh, but uh, she uh, she used to work for me when we my wife and I had the UPS store there in Barbersville and just a, just a great kid. She's a not a kid <laughs> not a kid anymore. She's a young lady, but uh, she'll always be a kid to me. So, Megan, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about Megan. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh goodness, not much to tell. Um, I'm married to Tommy, and we met um, through mutual friends at church. And that worked off. That worked out well. I think Dad was happy to marry me off too. <laughs> and and um, then we got two boys, which is very interesting. Having boys, it's always uh, a lot of action. We've got some wrestling and jumping off furniture, and always doing something roaring and scaring us. And so well, your dad, fun. your dad had three girls, you know, so. Uh... I um, know, yeah. So this round, he got the boys. He got so the boys. Got, uh-huh. and, and you and Tommy don't have to pay for any weddings, you know. <laughs> I know. I'm excited about that. <laughs> no, I did. I wanted boys. 
Yeah. I did. Well, I hear less drama and everything. Yeah. Well. And two, they love their mama. Oh yeah. Well, always gonna be mama. <laughs> always be mama's boys, won't they? I hope so. Yeah. Now your oldest one, Hudson. What grade is he in now, Megan? He's in first. First grade. How's yes. he? How's he been coping with all this uh, COVID uh, nonsense well, and virtual learning and everything? He's been doing pretty decent. He's a homebody, so he's okay with it. And um, now the virtual learning is, you know, that's hard. Sitting there forever, just staring at that screen. Um, it's hard to get their, you know, attention, I think. So every now and then I'm always, like, behind the scenes snapping at him, trying to get his focus back to look at the teacher. Um, but so I'm excited that they're back in person. Um, we'll see how that goes. He just started back, and he had a better day than what he had anticipated, I think, seeing friends again, well, yeah. which is good. I tell you, it's tough on kids not to be with their friends. And then even when they go to school, Got to put a cotton-picking mask on. A, a lot of them do, and then they can't really sit and converse at lunchtime. And and, uh-huh. uh, and that's what he he told me about them running around playing outside. Um, not today, but in the past, like um, that. Like I was like, well, "You guys play tag?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "But we can't touch each other." So we run up, <laughs> and they kind of just like Virt- stare at each other and kind virtual of touch. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, "Oh, you're it." <laughs> oh, me. Uh, I tell you what, man. You know, I was talking to a friend today earlier, and, you know, human beings just aren't designed to um, be behind masks and locked down. I mean, I, I'm getting tired yeah. of not being able to see people smile or frown at me, you know? I mean, you don't, yeah. you don't know what they're doing behind that mask, you know? And, I know, uh, yes. It makes it difficult. <laughs> Well, we want to talk a little bit about the baby boy. He's not much of a baby anymore. He's uh, He'll be five, right? Yes, five in April. Oh, my goodness. Hard to believe. I know. And his, flying by. his name is Hayden. And uh, mm-hmm. Hayden, we call, uh, we've referred to Hayden for a long time as our miracle baby. A lot of, a lot of prayers went up for Hayden uh, along the way. Uh, yes. Tell us a little bit about that adventure, Megan, when uh, you found out you were pregnant with number two and and, and what what (laughs) happened from that point. All right. Well, Hayden has um, myelomeningocele spina bifida, and there's about four different types of spina bifida, and his is the most severe. Um, So that means he's got more, um, you know, paralysis and, and things like that. Um, but so my pregnancy seemed pretty normal. Um, but early on I started feeling like there was something wrong. So I don't know if it was like God giving me like a warning, a heads up. So I wasn't going to get blindsided at the ultrasound or, you know, what it was, but I always felt like there's something kind of off. Not that he was doing anything different. Like I could feel him moving around and there wasn't anything crazy going on. I just, uh, kind of felt like there's something not right. I wasn't sure what it was going to be. Um, even, um, pastor Rick glass at one of his messages on Sunday was talking about going through storms and how everybody goes through them and the tools that God gives us to go through them, to get through them. And I remember sitting there, excuse me, sorry, um, rubbing my belly thinking this baby is going to be our storm, but I didn't know why (laughs) I had no like reason really to feel that way. I just thought something is going to happen with this baby. Um, But so then, um, 
you know, I had a couple of friends who were just having their first um, baby. And so it was an exciting time for all of them. And I tried to be, you know, like, oh, yay. Um, but so then when it came time for my um, anatomy scan, um, I had my friend who she was having her first baby and um, she was like a month or so behind me and a due date. And she was getting off work um, that morning. And I was like, do you care just to stay by there and go to my appointment with me? Because, you know, once again, I felt like I was going to be told some news that I didn't know what it was going to be, but something. And um, she was like, yeah, you know, I didn't say that to her. I just, and so she was like, yeah, I'll go with you. So um, we sat in the waiting room and I remember saying like, yeah, you know, I just hope everything's going to be okay. And she's like, oh, you know, it's going to be okay. Everything's fine. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but so then we went in there and um, the lady, she kept, the ultrasound technician, she kept uh, going over like his brain and his spine and his feet. And like she kept doing it a lot, it felt like. And, you know, because this is my second child, so I could tell a difference, it seemed like. Um, and then, too, my friend was like, see, I told you nothing's wrong. Like, you know, because you could hear his heartbeat and see him. And, um, well, then she's like, oh, um, this message keeps popping up on the computer. I need to get the doctor. And so she ran out and my friend's like, see, I told you. And I go, they never get the doctor. <laughs> um, but so then he came in and, and he said spina bifida, but they didn't know, um, you know, like what, they didn't know anything else other than that. Um, cause he said their machines weren't all that great and that I needed to go, um, to see like the high risk doctor and their machines were better. And, um, so we had set up that appointment. Um, so I was like, well then what from there? And he's like, well, depending on what it is, he's like, then you might have surgery in Cincinnati children's or whatnot. And, um, to most, the most I knew about spina bifida, I always thought, okay, like wheelchair, like that's all I ever thought. Right. So I just thought, okay, like probably wheelchair. Um, but so then we left that appointment. My friend's like, don't Google anything. <laughs> but I, of course, wanted of course to. you did. <laughs> I know. I'm like, let's find out. But I remember coming home and um, telling, because mom was watching Hudson for me. He was like two um, or one even. maybe No, he was two. And um, I remember even telling her and saying, well, I'm like, dad, build us a ramp out there, right? And she's like, yeah, dad can build you a ramp. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, I think we'll be good because we've got just a ranch, you know, style house. I'm like, so we're already set. Um, but so then I had my, like the high risk appointment so they could tell me more. And, um, I had my mother-in-law and my sister go with me cause they're both nurses. And so they had their notebook full of questions. I feel, <laughs> I feel like to ask. Um, and, but we all prayed together before we went in there. And, um, so he told us, you know, uh, it was my lumenogeal, and he told us like what area was affected. Um, and so his is an L4, um, the lumbar region. And so the lower down on your spine, the less paralysis, so that's better. So we were like, okay. And he's like, well, yeah, that's the only thing that's good about about it. And we're like, okay, but we're trying to be positive, that's good. right? Yeah. Um, and then he asked me about termination, and I said, uh, no. So he was like, okay. Um, so then he said, well, then we need to set you up with Cincinnati Children's to see if you can have the surgery because they do fetal surgery there, which um, we're also blessed that, you know, we had the opportunity because not too many hospitals around here do that. Um, 
they're starting to get more and more open. Um, but so they had only done, I mean, they had been open for several years, but um, I think when Hayden did fetal surgery, I think he was like number 30 something, 34, 35, maybe that they had done. Um, but so we went and we, we got that appointment set up. And so from there, it's still a whole lot of just wait and see, like with everything, like what's he going to be able to do? We don't know. Is he going to make it? We don't know. You know, it was always kind of like a, a whole lot of wait and see. Is he going to need a shunt? Is he going to need this? Is he going to need that? You know, we don't, we had no idea. So, and even like just to do the surgery, there's a bunch of risks. And um, so I'm coming home and just falling on my knees and praying. So I might start crying now thinking about it. Um, but because I just thought I'm lost. And um, I felt thankful and blessed to be able to have this baby that God blessed me with. I know so many people um, have trouble conceiving or um, just anything. And I felt blessed that I had not only Hudson, but then I was able to experience this pregnancy. Um, but, you know, so thankful, but that also I needed him. I thought, I don't know what to do. I need you to, you know, take him, take over control like he's yours um, and do it. And like just the peace that lifted off of me immediately um, was amazing. We, um, before you, before Hayden was born, probably about a year or so before you were pregnant, I was in the waiting room down at uh, St. Mary's in the uh, outpatient surgical down there and there was a little girl there in a, in a stroller and her dad was with her and she was probably about Hayden's age now and uh, she had uh, spina bifida and uh, uh, dad was telling me the story about her and that you know the doctors recommended said well you, you know you should terminate this pregnancy and and he said, "Of course, we weren't. We weren't going to do that. You know, there's no way." And and she, little girl, was uh, uh, going to have difficulties. You know, uh, all of her life we all have difficulties. You know, but yeah, she's just sharp as a tack and very personable and and just a, just a delightful child. But a lot of people, when presented with that decision they choose termination over giving that child a, a chance at a good life. And I, 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 for me, I just don't understand that. I guess everybody has to deal with their own demons. I don't know. Right. Well, that's what um, I'm in the group, um, a spina bifida group online too. And so I see some of those new moms and they just come in scared and saying, you know, cause they hear nothing but terrible things. And so it's nice that we're on there to be, be like, no, I mean, they tell you the worst, but look at all of our kids and look at how wonderful they are and how far they've come. And, um, yeah, he's the biggest blessing ever, which I knew he would be. Um, but he is, he's just such a wonderful blessing and we're very thankful for well, every day. A lot of prayers went up for you and for Hayden uh, during the time. And of course, Sherry and I had the <clears throat> opportunity to come down and see you there in Cincinnati, but you had to go down there and, lived for a while, didn't you, close to the hospital? Yes. So um, I had to go through a bunch of different testing to see if I was a candidate um, after that. And um, I had to go through different meetings to make sure that we were, wanted to do it because of all the risk and things that could happen. 
Um, but we felt that God was leading us to that decision um, to go ahead and have the surgery. And so then once I, I had it, um, I was, they said one of the, I think like one of the moms that they had, um, like that they hadn't really seen anybody do as well as, you know, I mean, everybody did pretty well, but I mean, like, as far as like people were usually having contractions and some like went into labor and some, you know, all that. And, um, I just, you know, thank God really just watched over us and blessed us and all the prayers and stuff that went. So how, just really how, took care of us. how far along were you, Meg, when, when, when they did the surgery, uh, with, with Hayden? Um, I believe I was 24 weeks. I may have been 25. Um, but I think you can't do it past 25 weeks. Right. And, uh, so I think I was like 24 weeks and something. Uh, tell us a little bit about that surgery. Now, did they actually take Hayden out of the womb and do that surgery? Did they do it while he was in the womb? How, how did, how, what, what is that all about? Well, there's different ones. Um, and the one that we, I was a candidate for was the open surgery. Um, so yes, they, they pulled, um, just mostly his butt area out uh-huh. and repaired it and then, um, put him back in my belly. And, um, that's why we celebrate his, what we call butt day instead of his birthday. <laughs> so his, his butt day was, was just uh, January 20th. So we always eat cake and celebrate. And of course they love that being boys. We sing happy butt day. Yeah. Um, but so we, we celebrate that every year. Um, but yes, and so then they put him back in my belly and, um, I had to stay on bed rest, um, the rest of my pregnancy. So I was like 24 weeks or so, and then had to make it, which, um, we had a C-section, a scheduled C-section. So, um, he made it up until like it was almost 37 weeks. Wow. They delivered him. Wow. And, which, uh, um, I mean, and that was just you know, one of God's blessings as well. I mean, obviously the setting us up for the surgery and even just um, being able to stay there because my in-laws had some Marriott points that we could, which I'm sure we could have maybe gotten at Ronald McDonald house or something. Um, But that we were able to have a place to stay and let um, my mom was able to be with me and, and um, take care of Hudson and he got to stay with me. And, um, and then like wonderful people like you guys sending us, um, gift cards for food and gas and everything. And so we were just really taken care of. And it was, I mean, it wasn't a great experience, but it went by pretty, pretty well and smoothly because of God. What? Well, I tell you, it's like I say, he's the miracle baby. and, And I really believe that God has something special in mind for Hayden. Uh, you know, I have a, a good friend, uh, Good friends, Donna and Fairly Lusk, who live down in uh, Wyoming County, and uh, their son Eric, who is oh probably forty now, um, he uh, he had spina bifida, and um, wow, that kid uh, sings, he preaches. I mean, uh, God has really uh, used that young man in a in a marvelous way, marvelous way. So what's the adventure yes. been like? So Hayden is born. Uh, you make it through the uh, pregnancy. Uh, he makes it through his surgery. And then he's born. And uh, what? what's, uh, it's, it's been a step at a time. So tell us a little bit about that, mm-hmm. where we are. Yes, well, um, 
We had a, he had to stay in the NICU for about a week, um, but it was mostly just because it, they delivered him on like a Friday. So then, of course, none of the, do- the doctors were right. coming around for all of us. So he was mostly there just because of that. Um, but you know, they had to monitor for um, needing a shunt and um, some urinary and bowel stuff. Um, but you know, he passed the flying co- um, collars, and we were able to get out of there, at, like exactly out a week. And I remember coming home that week, everybody had been posting pictures of this beautiful rainbow that was over our hometown, like when we were coming home. And I just felt like that was wonderful. And like another one of God's promises, just taking care of us. Um, But all of his, he had club feet, which I think it's like 60% or something of those kids have at least one or so um his bilateral and that's been more so of a challenge with us um but he still does really well we uh i think they're starting to relapse now so i've got to get back to the doctor um but in the beginning it's a bunch of doctor appointments we were always in cincinnati it seemed like um doing mris to always monitor his brain and his spine um and just recently he had his last one because now they just do them yearly and um, he just had his last one, and they said that we're, they're no longer going to look at his brain anymore, that he's, you know, it's great, and that he's not going to need a shot or anything. That's and awesome. so that's another, yeah, wonderful blessing. Um, and so, you know, we, uh, he's got, his hips are out, and, um, but I don't think we're really going to be doing anything about that. We'll see. Um now he's pretty mobile, isn't he? I mean, he's pretty mobile, really. Yes. Yeah, he um he can walk in his walker, but he mostly still likes to crawl around the house. Right. Um, but I'm trying to rearrange some furniture and things and knock down dad help knock down some walls right. so we can give him some more room to um hopefully start using his walker and things more in the house. Um and then my mom um, goal for him is to walk with arm crutches, which he should be able to do it. It just depends on if he's willing and wanting to do it. So we'll see if he ends up doing it. But, you know, it's not the end of the world if he doesn't. Um, that's why I always pray that he would be strong-willed and determined. And, oh, my <laughs> be careful what you pray for right <laughs> i know and i really was i was like i should have been really specific i guess for, <laughs> for what i'm because <laughs> he just like fights me not to do it instead of fighting to do it but i think hopefully once he's older i guess we can be like look but you can do this if you do do it but that, I don't know. We'll see. It that, doesn't matter if he wants to be in a wheelchair, if he wants to walk around. It's up to him. It's up to him. How about Big yeah. Brother? How do they get do they get along okay? Oh, yes. Um, Hudson's wonderful with him. But sometimes even too wonderful with him to where I'm like, he's got to do some things on his own. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Leave him alone. Let him do it. cater to him. Yeah, because he will. Um, but, yes, he's wonderful with him. And um, and they're always wrestling around and attacking each other and everything. Yeah. That's what mom mom will even ask like, ask his doctor, make sure with his brain and stuff that he can be wrestled around like that the way Hudson does. Right. I'm like I know because we get so nervous, but he's like yes, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he bounces well. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Really, he's fine. He can keep going. The uh, uh, now he'll be kindergarten age next year, right? Or 
coming up. He'll be, what was that? I'm sorry. He'll be kindergarten age coming up. And Oh, yes. So I haven't put him in school um, because he's also anaphylactic to dairy. Uh-huh. And so that's really my main reason why I haven't put him in school. Um, I would like to just because he's very social and he's so funny, which is also, I think he'd be a class clown. And so I think I'd get a lot of phone calls and parent <laughs> me and parent meetings. <laughs> so it's saving me that. But um, so I would like to get him in there. Um, and too, like even just the mobility, I think too, he's seeing all the other kids doing stuff. will give him more of a, all right, I'll try to do it too. Yeah. Um, but it's because where he's anaphylactic to dairy, so I think that I'm keeping him home. So I believe I'm going to homeschool him. And um, but we'll see. Maybe when he gets a little bit older, and I feel like he won't just take anything from anybody. Right. I mean, I know that he knows, but still, yeah, I give him like his cheese, and I give him his bread, and I give him, you know, his butter, and so he'll still eat a lot of the same things that we eat. It just makes me nervous that he might think, oh, they're giving me like my, my butter, my sandwich. stuff, yeah. yeah, or my, yeah, instead of, yeah. So, well, uh, we in Cabell County schools and all school systems, they prepare a whole lot of special meals. A lot of kids allergic to a lot of different yes, things, but I know. I, I know it has to be a concern. It has to be a concern. Yeah, just I mean, I watched him stop breathing on me, and so it's yeah. just like it's pretty. It's kind of terrifying. So is it primarily dairy products he's allergic to, or has he got, got other things? Yes. That... yes. Um. Well, there were more, but he outgrew those. But Good. this one, like, just keeps getting worse. And I'm like, how can it get worse? He's anaphylactic. Right. But um, his numbers keep just going up. But so, yeah, it's, you know, butter and cheese and milk and, and right. Is everything. it a matter of ingesting it, or just if he touches it or gets around it, or...? Well, if he touches it, he'll he gets whelps and hives and stuff all over him. But no, it's if he ingests it, is whenever he, like anaphylaxis, like he'll start, he won't be able to breathe and. Wow. So. So yeah. you've probably had some first aid classes, in, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh goodness. Yeah. So, uh, so what do you see on the horizon for this little guy? We don't know, do we? I mean, no, um, but I mean, he loves music and, and I mean, I don't know where he gets some of his, he's very dramatic and right. like he wants to be on stage. He really, he really does. I wonder who he and takes that after. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I guess I did do some YouTube singing. Yeah, you were a YouTube but, sensation, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think maybe his grandmother, um, my, my mother-in-law. She's uh-huh. the one that likes to sing and stuff and perform. Yeah. I okay. think that's where he gets it. But he, so yeah, he's, so I think I'm going to put him in any type of music lesson that I can. I tried to when he was three, um, but he was more so a little all over the place, which I figured he would be anyway. Um, but he wanted to play every instrument. Right. So he didn't get to learn really much of anything because he's like, okay, now let's switch to the next one. <laughs> he's like, next one. But, and that's what even, um, I mean, being really young for toys and stuff, he didn't want toys. He wanted like a guitar and he right. wanted, I remember, what did he tell? I think he wanted a tuba one year for Christmas. And I'm like, I am not getting you a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> but we just, that's what he wanted. And so he has drums. Oh, and he wanted an accordion. Wow. I'm like, I don't even know where he comes up with some of these. Cause I'm like, where do you even know of some of these instruments? That's when he was like two, I think. 
Maybe he's got a little bit of gypsy in him or something, you know. He's he's (laughs) going to play the accordion. Who knows? But so yeah, he does. He's got all of his little instruments. He's got a ukulele. Now he says he's going to be a bass player. Uh I think his dad's hoping he'll be a drummer. I think, but we'll see. But he's got a little bit of rhythm with him, which he doesn't get for me. So (laughs) that's good. I don't know. I know. So I think he'll definitely put him in some type of some type of lessons when he gets a little bit older. Well, Megan, if, if uh, as we wrap down here, and wow, what a pleasure it's been to hear you tell this story to us again. I, I never tire of uh, hearing about Hayden. Uh, if you could give some advice to some prospective parents who may be going through uh, similar uh, uh, trials, uh, if you want to put it that way, and, and uncertainty and Maybe they're uh, pregnant and they they know that uh, their child is going to have some sort of disability. What what would you tell them? What would you tell them? Well, I wouldn't have been able to make it through without God. Um, So that's why I sometimes, you know, wonder and think, how do other people get through that if they're, you know, not a Christian and not, um, don't have the faith. Um, But... Um, that's the only way that I'm, I mean, that's the only way that I made it was getting down on my knees and praying in it. Um, he took care of everything. He, um, took that piece and that, um, that load off of me of, uh, what am I going to do and what do I need to do? And where do I go from here? Um, was just prayer, prayer, prayer. And, um, and so many times I wish that I could fast forward, you know, like that first beginning stage for some of the new moms, right. um, that get you know, because they're scared and they're worried and, and they just want to be like, it's going to be okay. Like, just wait till you see that baby. Right. Um, they're a wonderful blessing. Well, I tell you, you know, uh, people need to understand God's in control. You know, we're, we're mm-hmm. not. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, do, we don't understand how God's mind works because we've got just a little old puny finite mind, you know. But God... God sees the big picture, and uh, he promised us that he'd never put more on us than we could bear. Uh, and he also tells us in Romans eight twenty eight, all things work together for good to them who love God, to those who are called, be called according to his purpose. So I agree with you, Megan. If uh, somebody is facing a, a trial or a problem, whether it's a health-related issue with a child or with themselves, uh, death in the family, whatever. Uh, without God, it's it's pretty bleak picture, and uh, boy, we uh, we are living in perilous times, as as you're well aware of, and mm-hmm. we uh, we really need to draw up close and and uh, be with uh, uh, go with God, as a friend of mine used to say, go with God, and uh, it's yeah. great. Well, listen, one of these days, maybe we'll have an update on Hayden. Maybe one of these days we'll have Hayden on here when he gets a little older and uh, have, have an interview with him, let him entertain us for a while. And, uh, oh, goodness, he would. But, uh, with his stories. Yeah, but it's, uh, you know, it's been been a blessing. you got to have lots of support. I know your family, uh, your your mom and dad and and Tommy's parents, and so they're they're all, and your sisters, they're all very supportive. And, oh and yes, we have uh, wonderful family. It just, uh, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just a good thing. 
Well, listen, it's been great being with you, great talking with you. And, and, yes, uh, thank you. I, I appreciate, appreciate you sharing that story, and I think uh, mm-hmm. it'll be a blessing to others. Okay? God All bless right. you, Megan. You can come back anytime, okay? <laughs> All right, thanks. Thank you. Well, that concludes our interview with uh, Megan Brannon as she tells us a heartwarming story about Hayden and uh, their adventure with him. If that uh, story didn't tug at your heartstrings a little bit, then mm, you may not have a heart. I don't know. Well, I appreciate you being with us this week. Next week, we're going to have an interview with another friend of mine, Deborah Davis, who uh, had uh, some similar problems, not exactly, but similar problems that have turned into a wonderful organization that she and her husband have formed uh, to be a support to families who uh, have uh, quote-unquote tragedies come into their lives. And uh, they have uh, just taken what most people would look at as a tragedy and have turned it into something very, very good. Well, uh, once again, thanks for being with us. It wouldn't be much fun being here if you weren't along, too. And I hope to see you here uh, for our next episode of Be Boomer Unleashed. But until then, have a great week, and may God bless each and every one of you. Goodbye. Goodbye.